What's one of the great small business mysteries of our time? It's the one about how a business owner is supposed to successfully get butts into seats. When there's an event to fill, a seminar to host, or any of the myriad of things that you do that involves inviting people to RSVP, register, or grab a seat, how do you lure them there? The Pied Piper had it pretty easy, but I don't know anyone else that owns a magic pipe. If we can figure out what's working for the folks who have the most success in filling seats, we could just copy what they did and find sweet, sweet success. But it doesn't seem to work that way. So how do we get butts into seats? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, let's talk about ways to get our customers and clients to actually show up. Don't let anyone fool you. It's not an easy task. It's an art, really, more than a science. And there's a reason that we all need to pay more attention to the intricacies of enticing people to sit down. I was talking to my friend Angela the other day about a new program that she wants to launch. She needs only 12 people to join a cohort. She'd charge each of them 1200 bucks for a certain number of weeks. And she asked me the age-old question. But how do I get butts into the seats? It's a tough one. One that I've struggled with myself for 16 years. Some folks want to focus on the right price point when they try to figure this one out. Others think of it as a fun marketing challenge, that the more places they promote the upcoming event, the more eyeballs will be converted into butts in seats. I've also heard theories about doing things just right on different social media channels, where Facebook might be good for one type of event, and LinkedIn another, and Pinterest yet another. People have considered doing live presentations, like webinars, or Facebook Lives, or YouTube events, even going so far as to create actual YouTube TV shows that they're then stuck creating content for week after week, with no results to show for their efforts. Here's why this is always so tough. First of all, there isn't one right answer. That's what everyone's looking for. But in doing so, they don't realize that they're chasing down an answer to the wrong question that they're asking. Second of all, even when you've figured out exactly what works for the people that you're selling to, two more issues crop up. First, are you actually selling in the right way? And second, are you beating that dead horse? Because you need to. <laughs> so I lied. I haven't been working on this for 16 years. I've been trying to figure this out for decades longer than I care to admit. In the early part of my career, it was my job to fill literal seats with concert-goer butts when I worked as an intern at a booking agency, and then later when I managed musicians going out on tour. With each concert, type of music, city, and hour that they played, variables were constantly changing, and it was oh so hard to try and figure out what would do the trick. It got easier when I started selling a product in 2007 because I didn't have to fill literal seats. But I did have to fill the sales hole that throwing a product onto the market opens up. This hole ended up being the black hole that we all incessantly try to fill. It was a daunting task, and after three years of running the business, I figured out only the teensiest part of what I feel like I should have figured out. Once I launched a membership site for my current company, 
I only then began to take a look at what worked for other people. Silly me. So after you get through the initial years in entrepreneurship of telling yourself not to listen to the advice about figuring out your target market because everyone would love your product or service. And after you get through the few years that follow where you anticipate the needs of your target market, but realize that you're throwing your own expectations, judgments, and assumptions onto your target market. And after you finally get through too many years of resistance to the way that a market really exists. It becomes clear. No one ever gets this right without a lot of research or time spent in the market and a little bit of chance. And still then, it's an awful lot of trial and error. Here are five things that I want to share with you that I found to work for the most successful people that launch products and services on the internet in 2021. First, take the time to write quality newsletter and other missives that they send to their audience. They're not templated emails. They don't regurgitate the same style or substance that other people send out. Second, they get on the phone. What? They skip all of the social media drama and endless chatter on the web and instead make a much shorter list of people that they can call on the phone and use their voices to get into the minds of the people that they know would be a perfect fit for them. Third, they spend years truly listening to their audiences. They don't Google what their target market likes to do or read or eat. They ask them directly. They don't know everything and in fact admit to their customers and clients that they know absolutely nothing and could they please be filled in on what's important to them. Four, they put themselves at the forefront of their brands. They don't hide behind the company name or the logo that lets them feel more comfortable. They use their name when they sign their emails. They show up on interviews and podcasts and any place that will have them so that they can show their name and face to the world. They do it not out of vanity but in an effort to make sure that anyone who wants to connect with them knows that they're relatable and reachable in this ever-busy online world. Five. They ask and ask some more. They're not afraid to ask their audience if those audience members will put their butts into the seats that they have for them. On every Zoom call or phone call that they make, they ask for what they need, even if they weren't asked what they're looking for. They're bold and they're brave, and they remind people constantly that they have an opening for their series or boot camp or workshop or seminar, because no matter what we tell ourselves, getting the word out by mouth is still the best way to get anyone's butt into a seat. What works for you? And have you used any strategy that I haven't mentioned in this episode? Call or text me at 708-872-7878 and let me know what I've missed. I look forward to learning from you. You don't call. You don't write. Why not do both? Go to jillsalsman.com slash podcast to record a message so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Amanda, Lindsay, and Aaron for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. 
I'll see you next week. 